Welcome back. It's ya boys. My name is Spencer. My name is Paul. And this is Potty Mouth, the podcast. Better known as PMP. I almost forgot what the name was. <laughs> Shit. Drone blank. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, forgot to mention, coming to you live from the NFL Draft Room War Room. Uh, no, just kidding. We're not. But it's fucking draft day. Where is he even at this year? Burr, 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 burr. I think they changed it up. I don't even know, dude. Probably should have researched that before we started. <laughs> well, it's going to be different from any other years this year. Yeah. That's actually a great, great segue. It's like, how the fuck are they doing this? How are they doing this? Everyone's on Skype, probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of guys who get drafted who are not. Remember, you always like the you know camera cut, cuts away to like a cameraman in there. Because I think if you, there's only like 25 or 50 people that are actually invited. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not, it's not bad. Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, what would you do? Would you stay at home or would you... Like, if you were top 10, I'd want to go. But if it, other than that, I, I mean, see, so here, it's, it's kind of like your graduation. Kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you graduate from high school? Yes, I, I did. I fucking barely did, dude. Barely. Um, same thing with college. I didn't take my high school graduation very seriously at all. Neither did I. Um, but college, college I took somewhat seriously, I guess. I don't know. Probably not. I think I was drinking. I could have been drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only one I took semi-serious was when I got my master's. Uh, small flex. Uh, but anyway. That's uh, just relief because you're like, mm, yeah. Fuck. Fine. Yeah. How uh, long is it? How many, how, many, how many years is that? For what? Master's. Uh, I did in two. Oh, accelerated. Accelerated. Genius. Absolutely. What is the gentleman? Albert Scholar. <laughs> Scholar. <laughs> Scholar and not a gentleman. Uh, but yeah, that was... Um, that was that was my uh, little story about how you could correlate the walking the stage of graduation and walking the stage of getting drafted. I would want to be there. Bottom line, I would probably want to be there if I was top ten. Oh, absolutely, top oh, ten. Oh, dude, for sure. I would get so flossed out; it'd be fucking stupid. Remember, um, Ezekiel Elliott had the the cutoff. Uh, yes, <laughs> was it midriff type? Yeah, dude, the midriff cutoff for that guy. He, I'm not gonna lie, no homo. He does it well. He does it well. <laughs> He he rocks that shit. Rep that midriff, Ezek. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh, sorry guys. I need to stay hydrated. Um, I'm actually drinking a uh, a beer that we did uh, last time. Uh, this is the Saint Archer Tropical IPA. Mm, so good. Buttery as fuck. I actually seen it in a cameo in one of your uh, recent posts. I think the uh, finger pistols. It made, uh, yep. it, made a it, it did. I did. Uh, I wanted to get out of the house and I did a little photo shoot, a little solo photo shoot, uh, catching the sunset. And uh, yeah, I, um, I I was rocking the St. Archer. It's good shit. Uh, so it's draft day. Uh, if you haven't figured that out yet. And uh, it reminds me of three things going on. Uh, one, I need to join a fantasy football league. Small flex. Won my league last year. Let's go. Let's go. I will say, to my advantage, I love college football. So when it's time for drafting and shit like that, I have a step up on a lot of guys because they won't they won't know what, you know, so and so's uh deal is from his previous years if he's a rookie coming in. Um one of my greatest calls so far, Patrick Mahomes. I called it, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody knew who the fuck that guy was coming out of Texas Tech. I watched him all year in a non-creepy way. He was fucking solid. But he was like, just like kind of Tom Brady. Like, didn't do a whole lot out of Michigan, right? I mean, he's obviously good, but like, wasn't like, 
guys, watch out for this fucking guy. Thomas Brady is going to be a fucking stud. He's going to be one of the most legendary quarterbacks we've ever seen in our entire lifetime. He was same kind of thing. Like nobody was saying those things about Tom and nobody was saying those things about Patrick Mahomes. Yet I knew just watching his gameplay. I'm like, this guy is going to be pretty legit. Tom Brady's draft, not draft, uh, workout. What's that? It's a combine combine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pictures are like, dude, little giraffe legs. Right. Yeah. I think there's still a video floating around uh, of him like doing his 60 or some shit like that. And it's just bad. I can do better than that. It's bad news. Yeah. But history, history will told us that otherwise. And like I said, Mahomes to to catch Mahomes uh, as that sleeper pick where, where Kansas city just robbed a bank on that one. Oh, am I? Yeah, and and just talk fantasy for a second. Like that dude was not even close to like a top twenty pick for most people um, in my league. So it was, yeah, he's legit. I should have went for him. I I honestly uh, thought about it and I didn't. But you know what? It's okay. Still won the league. Still prevailed. No big deal. So uh, the other thing this uh, this time um, kind of reminds me of is. As you can tell how passionate I talk about football. I wish I played football. I didn't actually get to play football uh, growing up. Uh, I was a baseball player. Uh, didn't get to play uh, actual pro- uh, professional. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of us don't get to miss, play professional. Miss my chance there. Uh, no, I didn't actually get to play organized football uh, growing up. Wish I did. Uh, played baseball instead. Um, but uh, once I retired from baseball... I went back to college to finish my degrees up and I actually played rugby for a little bit. And uh, it's kind of funny because this is my quick rugby story. One, I absolutely, ah, there she goes. We started already. Uh, My one rugby story is that uh, when I started playing, I was definitely an onset rugby player. Like pretty much everyone on the team had, well, one, either had been playing for a while or two, way, way, way younger than me. Again, like I... Went to call like I was in college, played a year semi professional, and then came back. You were the old vet. I was like, dude, and and that's one of the things I wanted to say was is that my nickname was Papa Bear. Oh, yeah. thank you. Bring it back, <laughs> Papa Bear, dude, because I was so much older than all the other goons. Uh, but you're hey, talking like four hundred one k's to them after. Yeah, yeah. It's like guys, you money. gotta you gotta get diver- you gotta diversify your bonds, guys. And, <laughs> yeah. and while everyone's else taking like beer bongs, just kidding. I'm doing the beer bongs with them. I'm probably provoking all of it. Uh, those were good times. Good times. Uh, and uh, lastly, um, uh, this time of year always reminds me that. Um, I probably wasn't as good of an athlete as I thought I was back in the day. Uh, uh, speak for yourself. I played football, loved it. Um, had had some good opportunities. Uh, I got hurt a few times. Um, got some boo boos. Got some boo boos. A um, couple D two looks. Uh, nothing. Nothing too crazy. Obviously, uh, we've talked about it before. I chose a different path. Join the service. Uh, actually, a better shot at track. Uh, what? But, yeah. What? Yeah. Young Paul, track uh, track star. Yeah, that was pretty quick. Dang. Um, four. I ran a four five forty. Wow, I'm bad at math, but that sounds fast. That was quick. It was good. Wow, that's good shit, dude. I never really learned how to use my speed to advantage. It was it was always A to B. I never really had that vision. I never was never coached mm-hmm. that. If I I think if I would have harnessed that better, had some couple moves in, in my my bag of tricks, I could have done a little bit better. But mm-hmm. I had one speed, and that was fast yeah. and that was forward and it was just gas out just gas out yeah, yeah, yeah. but if i could have used that a little better i, I 
probably could have done something a little better. Um, I was probably like a little. I was on the quicker side for a bigger fellow, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm not that big. I'm six foot, but um, you know, big shoulder, broad dude. Always had you know a couple extra pounds of love on him. Uh, but I was I was deceivingly quick, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What was your what was all track runners have like their thing? What was your thing? What was um, your thing? Actually, I was kind of like the the. The utility knife. Uh, I ran the four by one, the four by four. Utility player, just yeah, plug eight, and play. Eight hundred. Um, what I was better at wasn't my favorite. I was kind of like the mid distance uh, runner. Oof. So they had the four eight hundred. I had a really good time. Um, I kind of like the the one, the one hundred. That was pretty. That was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I was, it was fun. Um, I did sports my whole life, and uh, things just pan out a little bit different. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to describe myself as like I was a decent athlete. You know, I had ability for sure. Um, I remember a couple, couple scouts talking to me about, you know, you know, they give you everybody, anybody who has played at a high level knows like, you know, scouts just kind of blow smoke up your ass. Uh, but my grades were horseshit. So, I mean, big time schools were automatically off the table. Um, so I would always do those major league bureau tryouts and I'd always make the final cut. Um, and I'd always be in the script, you know, at the end of the day scrimmage and whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I probably, and in hindsight, the scouts probably saw it was a fucking disaster upstairs. So like, this guy's just not worth it. Just absolutely not worth it. And you know what? They were probably right. I was a shit show back then. Just such a mental midget. Um, when I was, uh, when I was playing, I would let a lot of things upset me and I would focus on a lot of negative stuff growing up or playing in my playing days, you know? Um, like when, when I was high, I was high when I was low, I was super fucking low. So I had, I had a hard time digging myself out of those holes growing up playing uh, sports. So especially with baseball too, cause you could just slump and dude. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, football, like, oh, uh, let's say you miss a tackle, you throw a pick. Well, you're going to get the ball back or you're going to get another opportunity within minutes. You know what I mean? Baseball. Let's say you fucking strike out. You got to wait like almost another hour to get another shot. You know what I mean? Or you make another, or let's say you make a bonehead play defensively. Maybe the ball never comes back at you again. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's one of those weird, it's a weird sport. It's a weird sport. I don't know. I would have loved to go deep with another, uh, another, another sport. I love baseball to get me wrong. Um, I had a strong passion for it, but yeah, I wish I got an opportunity to play like football or something when I, at a younger age. I think I would have excelled a lot more. I had the more, I would say my my mentality is more football. Yeah, no doubt. I like tactile thing. I like, you know, like the hitting is, uh, I got that in rugby finally and I was obviously like way older, but um, when I played rugby, like I finally got that release where like, oh dude, I could just drop a shoulder on somebody right now. I can lower somebody, <laughs> drop the fucking hammer. Oh yeah, that's what it's easy. And that's how like it worked for me. Baseball, I, I don't want to hit this little ball. It was too much thinking, too much hand, dude, hand-eye coordination. Baseball's a very tough sport, yeah, dude. But very you want tough. me to run around a track? Fuck, that's easy. You want me to go <laughs> hit this guy that has the ball? Like I was all over yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking, so roundabout, back to the draft. Um, no, I didn't get drafted this year. I know you guys are really bummed about that, but um, you know, I'd rather pursue other things like, this podcast. So I turned down the draft. You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, the draft, it's like where dudes will either become the next household name or they will literally disappear off the face of the fucking planet. It's, it's blows my mind. And Paul, you could probably agree with this is like the, 
transformational or the transitional gap between college football and NFL play, it's so huge. Oh, the speed of the game, the IQ, just the amount of preparation is going to go into it. Uh, the amount of money you can throw at to, well, I, I, actually, you know, I take that back. Universities have tons of money where they can throw it into their their scouting and, and uh, that kind of shit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're talking about grown ass men playing to feed their families yeah. and, and provide. Um, and, and just to speak on that, it's like, dude, there has been some absolute fucking college football legends, legends. Like when you close your eyes and you think college football, their face appears in pads. You know what I mean? Like those are the, uh, the gods of college football. Yet so many of them never did anything in the NFL. And there's some of the guys that you think that would have made that transition easy that weren't mental midgets that could that could handle the pressure of being in the NFL and they just never panned out. Yeah, that's crazy, dude, if you really think about it. And we're actually going to go through a list um, of <laughs> top five. So I picked my top five. Paul picked his top five um, of the biggest NFL flops. Mm. Okay. Flopper. Before we get into that. And this kind of parlays into what we're about to get into. Do you believe, do you believe in the Madden curse? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, both of those. Uh, Conspiracy guy. It, I feel like you're really into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Madden curse is, has been a real thing. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's a curse. It's crazy. If you actually look up, like actually go online and look up and I probably should have done that for this, but um, I've got a bunch of other notes I wanted to get to, but uh, if you look up the Madden curse, so like if you don't know what the Madden curse is, it's if you appear on the upcoming Madden cover of that next year. So like, let's say, you know, PlayStation, uh, Madden 2020, PlayStation, Madden 06, PlayStation, uh, Madden 17, whatever it is, you are almost destined to have the worst fucking year of your entire it life. It was bad. It was, it was actually believable. Dude, it's bonkers so like guys would oh i'm the madden i'm on the cover of madden and then they would literally have all-time lows in all of their you know perspective uh uh categories like whatever if they're a receiver and catches and yards and whatever or tackles like sacks and like all-time lows and everything or like they'd have a like a year-ending injury or whatever like it's crazy it's fucking crazy it's a conspiracy maybe maybe not <laughs> But uh, it's if you go online and you look up Madden Curse and just go down the line, it'll blow your fucking mind. I think you've seen Madden too. They went to like throwback players once they try to like break the curse. They're like, let's not curse anymore. Yeah. Let's, and let's go back to like, yeah. I, I can't remember who was on it. Uh, it could have been anyways, whatever. Yeah, man, it's fucking hilarious. Um, so, all right, let's jump right into it. This is going to be my top five uh, college football Flop. So I would say I, I label it college football, but it's 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 my top five guys coming out of college to the NFL. Um, and this is in no like serious order. Uh, I kind of did it by year. I guess I did. I said, yeah, I did. Uh, no, I didn't. But that's OK. Now, 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 to our defense, there's probably other ones that are our dad's flops but we have no reference to yeah. them so i mean this is kind of our generation in our list so there's probably bigger ones or yeah or some better ones but this there, is us. yeah and again i mean i researched the shit out of this and there was definitely a lot of like common names that i said like i would keep seeing popping up not constantly i had no no fucking clue who they were you know what i mean so 
this top five list is guys that are household names. I mean, if you're a college or if you're a football fan, these should be household names. Um, but these were, these top five are like pretty much like the biggest fucking meltdowns you could possibly imagine. Uh, so here we go. Number one, Brian Bosworth, the boss, the boss, uh, came out of Oklahoma. Number one overall pick in 87 by the Seahawks. Uh, he lasted three years. So this guy was like, I just want everyone to close their eyes and think about the Biggest, gnarliest, corn-fed white boy you could ever fucking imagine. Dude was roided out playing. Dude. Coped out or something. He looked like the video game character you make when you can just have unlimited points and you make everything 99. He was huge. Absolutely huge. Uh, An absolute tank of a human being. uh, But he had a two-cent head, essentially. Um, And so I would say the one thing that this dude is super remembered by and he probably wishes he wasn't okay a lot of hype coming from this guy coming out of college uh he and bo jackson were in the same class and everyone was waiting for these two guys to go head to head in a game and uh i can't remember when it was but it's like an uh, iconic scene where bo jackson gets the ball they're on the goal line and bo is going straight up the gut going straight for boss and everyone's like, this is it. This is the fucking moment everyone's been waiting for. And Bo fucking shit mixes this dude. Absolutely truck sticks him. He's just sitting on the ground, halfway unconscious, just completely demoralized. Just trucks the fuck out of him, touchdown. And then that actually, it sounded like that kind of like started to spiral his career a little bit. Um, and uh, I mean, the guy was, again, roided out had a huge drug problem and I mean he for a guy who had so much fucking hype three seasons dude we, we missed out on some good yeah. football between him and Bo Bo obviously to injury for uh, yeah. his hip but you know but, what's funny I put I didn't put Bo on the list because I feel like he still accomplished a lot oh yeah for the time he was there oh yeah sure yeah and I would never badmouth that dude he's a dude no, for what he professional did, two sports. He changed it. I mean when do you see a large running back like that I mean yeah. just move yeah. and dude. Uh, man Bo, and that, Bo and knows. Bo hated practice too. You ever you heard those stories? Oh yeah. Oh dude, he wouldn't. He would fucking hated practice. Hated practice. If a scout came to practice and you saw Bo playing, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? He's trash. And then in the game time, you're like, who the fuck is that? Completely different guy. Imagine if we had that untapped potential. Just yeah. him and Boz, years of battling. Yeah, we missed out. That would have been fun. Um, this one's a good one. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Leaf. All right. Coming out of Washington State, number two overall pick at 1998 by the who? The Choyers. San Diego. San Diego Chargers. Uh, homeboy lasted three seasons. Um, Should have lasted two. Yeah. Uh, he had, again, I mean, it, when you're going top 10 overalls, I mean, you got a fuck ton of hype behind you. And uh, he never came close to it. See, but I think you can include him as a bust. And then it's kind of like that trickle effect of the shit shows after. Because like just even recently, I think he changed his game up finally. But maybe uh, in the last 10 years, he was caught breaking into a house, mm-hmm. like drug, drugged out. So this is like a bust and a bust in life. Yeah. Where 
but I think he's a he's a college analyst now, so he's he's, he's straightened up. His he's stuff. actually a college analyst, and he's also a motivational speaker now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good for but, him. But yeah, like I mean, there's a, a iconic video snippet of him just like losing his fucking mind on a reporter in a locker room, um, and just the dude again, mental fucking midget uh, who just could not handle the pressure of the league, and it showed big time. Uh, this one hurts a little bit for me. Okay, so. If anybody knows me really well, I'm a Texas A&M fan, okay? Whoop. Gig him. Sure. Um, Dehorn him. Fuck you, T. What? Okay, here we go. Uh, so, Johnny Manziel, okay? I actually, and this is really cool, I actually got to see him play live in Texas, in College Station. Uh, they were playing Mizzou. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mizzou is pretty shitty and still is shitty, but... Um, he was something else to watch, uh, live, especially live. Um, I remember one play I saw him like, you know, Mizzou blitzes the house. They're on, he's, he's on their 20 and he just gets absolutely fucking consumed by like, it looked, it seemed to look like every single defensive player, uh, for Mizzou. And then this little fucking just crawls out of this cave and back foot running off to the sideline throws a dime in the cor- back corner of the end zone touchdown pass like he was so much fun to watch but again and this is kind of like a running theme two cent fucking head like he was a kid and you know I've worked in youth sports for I can't even tell you how long um he was one of those kids who probably uh grew up everyone telling him he's the shit he can't do no, any wrong. He's probably never heard the word no in his entire life. Um, and, you know, that that was a product of it where he is, you know, terrible fucking attitude, showboating, can do whatever the fuck he wants. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he backed his shit up when he was in college. You know, he'd talk a bunch of shit and then throw for four touchdowns. You know, I get it. Um, but uh, when you get to the league and that shit just don't fly when you're a rookie, and uh dude he got his shit lit up and once again he like said he got to the nfl his head got big and he thought he could do what he's been doing his whole life mm-hmm. and just kind of skate through and 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 finesse his way through the system but do you gotta put the work in and it mm-hmm. showed he didn't put the work in he didn't take it serious he got the he got the big head and he's one of those guys that i wanted to see change the game a little bit like be break that prototype of not being the big Six five quarterback who's just sitting back there. Be the little guy who can who can maneuver, mm-hmm. get get some free space, and, and and slaying the ball. And if you got to use a bag of tricks and get out there, obviously in the NFL you don't want to run as much, mm-hmm. uh, especially a guy hit like his size. But uh, poor guy, yeah, yeah. I mean he uh, and he kept talking about how he's going to make a comeback, this and the other, and it's like again haven't heard from him since. He, uh, and he was a number one, not number one overall, but he was a first round draft pick. I want to say twenty second overall. And that was 2014 by the Browns. Mm, good job, Browns. Yeah. Uh, I know the Browns don't have a great track record. <laughs> that could be a completely different category and uh, segment just for this podcast. It's the Browns' terrible front office decisions. Uh, so uh, my last one, and this one is a doozy. Okay, so this happened back in 91. This guy's name is Todd Marinovich. Have you heard about this guy? Oh, yeah, USC, baby. Dude, USC, fight on. Um Todd Marinovich, um, crazy fucking story with this guy. Uh, this happened in like the, I would say like mid 80s um, or 80s to 90s. 
Probably, yeah, probably, probably his, he probably finished up everything uh, before 2000. But um, crazy story. This guy was called the test tube quarterback. Uh, his dad at the time was, and again, it comes, I watched this documentary on this guy and it's just heartbreaking. Uh, but his, his dad at the time, I believe, was a uh, strength and conditioning coach for the uh, Oakland Raiders. And pretty much the dad, or actually Todd, said that he wanted to be the best. So the dad said, okay, um, I will make you the best. And so this kid at our super, super young age, weightlifting, running, like literally had no friends except, except for the kids that were on his team. He never got to do anything, okay? He was like on an NFL regiment schedule as like preteen, okay? He was the kid at the quarterback camps at 11 years old and he was going to the high school the high school quarterback camps showcases prodigy diming diming dudes up at 11 and he's fucking around with high school kids he was an absolute fucking stud so what ends up happening and this kid was under his dad's umbrella for a super super long time uh absolutely destroys uh in high school i I believe he went to mission viejo high school he's a local socal guy and still is actually and uh so uh absolutely puts up you know video game numbers uh, in high school gets a full ride to usc goes to sc and what happens is he is now away from his dad so his dad's super controlling uh again didn't let him do anything and now that he's like you know out of his dad's handcuffs, if you will, he starts to find the party scene, starts to uh, find the girls, the drugs, the alcohol. Um, he starts to find all that. And as you can imagine, quickly goes downhill. When you tell somebody they can't do something for years and years and years, and then you're not in the picture anymore and they're by themselves, guess what they're going to fucking do? They're going to do all the things that you told them not to do. And it really showed in this case, the dude went spiraling out of control somehow still. And and this just shows you how gifted this guy was, how skilled he was just absolutely always like stone coked out of his mind, drunk, what you, you name it at SC still is a number one draft pick. Okay. Number one overall in 91 by the Raiders. Uh, But obviously that doesn't work out really well. Um, he, he only lasted a few years, I believe with the Raiders and then the Raiders cut ties. Uh, and so he was doing, dude, he was doing heroin. He was doing all sorts of fucking crazy shit during game before games, after games, like whenever. And there's this crazy story I heard through the documentary. He tried to make a comeback through a Canadian ball and, um, this is fucking gnarly. He, uh, he's going with, uh, through withdrawals during the game and who's st- who's actually telling the story is the equipment manager and the dude shits his pants five times five times during the game Terrible. okay he's going with you know through withdrawals you know shaking all that kind of shit cold sweats fucking obviously diarrhea and everything just losing his fucking shit shits his pants five times goes back to the on the fifth time goes back to the uh uh the uh equipment the equipment manager and he goes, hey, I need another pair of pants. He's like, bro, that's all I have. <laughs> You're wearing the last pair. So he just sits in them, okay? He keeps playing in them. Dude throws 10 touchdowns, throws for an ungodly amount of yards, and shits his pants five times in a game. 
while withdrawing from heroin. What Talent. the fuck? Talent. What in the fuck? Once again, what could have been? What could have happened? Yeah, exactly. Um, so he, uh, again, he's still SoCal native. Uh, actually, he was born in NorCal, but um, he is a, uh, he still lives out here in SoCal and he's actually an artist. So there's that. Oh, little fact, and I think this is true. Uh, the Raiders took him instead of Brett Favre. Ooh. I believe so. Mm. But Brett Favre was a little bit of a uh, gambit too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. still well, kind of was. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't take? Who wouldn't take Marinovich? Yeah. The dude had video game numbers. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Lefty, quick, had a cannon. But again, party scene got the best of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, sorry, this was actually not my last one because this is top five. I can count. Uh, and my last one, and I mean, I was kind of, was kind of up on this one. I wasn't sure. Tim Tebow. Mm. And I think the reason why I did this is because he was such a fucking stud in college. And there, the upside, or I should say the the hype of him coming to the league. I mean, there were some naysayers. People didn't like his throwing mechanics. They wanted him to change his position. Long, droop down. Yeah, he, he, more of a baseball throw. Yeah. You know, it wasn't quick from, the, you know, release to ear. Yeah. Uh, there was more of a windmill kind of yeah. an action like you would see out of like, you know, a, a pitcher or something yeah. like that. That's destined for fumble ruskies. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, and it just takes a long time to get the ball out. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, he doesn't listen to the naysayers because Jesus got the wheel, you know. He's a big Jesus guy <laughs> and uh, doesn't do. Well, so he has some like immediate success with the Broncos drafted by the Broncos in 10 in 2010. He uh, has some success. They make a playoff push, but then af- everything after that just went way, way downhill. And um, he bounced around a lot. Um, I think he finished it up with the Pats. I'm not yeah, sure. He went to the Jets, Jets and then the Pats was like a uh, going to be there's a pl- uh the holder. He's going to be like Place a holder. Holder. placeholder. Yeah, yeah. Like some weird, like he beefed up. It was crazy. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, the Bron- he, he wheeled the Broncos into that victory. Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, I believe it's Demarius, Demarius Thomas caught this, this pass. Yeah. Uh, just like, I mean, it was the most exciting least scoring games you could ever see that year. It was a great year for, for football. It was fun. It was totally. fun. And I mean, me, a division rival, a charger fan, it was great football to watch. Yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow brought football back fun. Uh, low scoring, just uh, <laughs> epic fourth quarter. We, you can not watch the whole game and watch the fourth quarter, and you you seen the whole game. And it, it was great. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he tried to make a little stint in minor league ball, uh, which is crazy. It, again, wasn't a very great baseball player, but he uh, he went yard on his very first pitch he ever saw in, in the minor leagues. How fucking crazy is that? <laughs> but he finished up with like a 200 batting average, which is dog shit. But it's fucking crazy. Are you when sure he, he did that, people lost their fucking mind. Are you sure he's still not playing? I don't, I don't think so. Hmm. I mean, maybe he's like pretending that he's going to come to spring training with somebody. I'm was, sure somebody wants a publicity stunt like that. It was weird to see him playing minor league ball. And then he was an ESPN college football analyst. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Uh, so yeah, he's an analyst and uh, he's got a, his own successful brand going on. Uh, but yeah, uh, my notables, uh, that didn't make the final cut, but definitely could have been there. And these are some of those guys that, um, you know, were household names, but some of them weren't like, so Vince Young, Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, Trent Richardson, Demarcus Russell, RG3. Um, and this last one kind of cracked me up. I wasn't aware of this until today, but there's this guy named Roberto Aguara, uh, Tampa Bay. Aguayo. Aguayo? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
Uh, Tampa Bay traded up for this dude. He's a kicker. Tampa Bay traded up to get a fucking kicker. From Florida State. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he might have hold like the points records. Or Could have been. Not, yeah. Uh, but didn't translate in the NFL. He lasted one season. And in that one season, he had the worst field goal success percentage in the league. Last time you see someone trade up like that was by the uh, Raiders, Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, they went up and, and did something like that. Yeah. Uh, why draft a kicker? I don't I have know. No fucking clue. I don't know. No clue. It's cool you start seeing uh, NFL teams go to rugby. Yeah, uh, just that's pretty you, cool. Just because you get it like right now too, since they moved the the kicking distance up, uh, you kind of get like a little utility player. So yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty cool. I mean, yeah. hey, whatever works. All right, what do you got? Um, you covered a little bit of mine. I got Ryan Leaf, obviously. Um, what you didn't cover is that the Chargers actually traded up to get him as well. Uh, so you lose, lose in that situation. Um, several picks. Um, so obviously he didn't pan out and. Uh, but glad to see him switch things around, get things going, better yourself. Uh, Jamarcus Russell, LSU big prospect, uh, big time slinger back there. Had had a he was the first pick to the Raiders. Didn't pan out, obviously. Uh, would have liked to seen him see what he could do, see what it could have done. Done. Oh, oops. <laughs> That was awkward. Uh, I was taking a dick pic. My bad, guys. I should have waited until after. Uh, yes, Jamarcus Russell. Uh, obviously did not like to watch film. Or it was said that he did not, did not like to watch film. Uh, how they knew? They'd give him blank VHS, type, VHS tapes and say, what do you think about that film? It was great. All right. He's not watching the film. Uh, Justin Blackman. Remember him? Yeah. Oklahoma <laughs> State. Yep. Yep. Uh, did he go Jags? The Jags. Yeah. Decent rookie season. Uh, your Des Bryant type of receiver, loud, flashy, wanted the ball, ball hog, could ball out once he got it, uh, athletic, could work get work good in open space. Uh, after the rookie season, that was it. Uh, Trent Richardson, you talked about him. Mm-hmm. Alabama. Alabama, st- bro. Yeah, still has one of the coolest juke move. Uh, if you could probably check out YouTube. He, he does a stutter step, and the defender just goes right by him, and the guy just had some wheels. Uh, the Browns, third pick. 2012 and Madden cursed. Oh, that's right. He, he was. was a Madden cursed Madden guy. Yep. Man, Alabama puts out some dude. They just pump prospects out of there. Oh yeah. But it's funny them and USC tons of quarterbacks out of there that go through the league. Not a lot of them like SC, for example, think of how many just off top of your head in the last 10 years, SC quarterbacks come out of there and they go to the league. Palmer is the only guy that's actually done anything for a career. Right. Everybody else has been a complete bust. Well, you, you, I think the, the the stat you can say with that is USC quarterback has never won the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair. Um, last guy, Bosworth. We Bosworth, both saw, yep. So. Yep. We're kind of in the same place. Yep. Um, so speaking of that, um, so we've done our, we've done our top five, um, but uh, a little, little news on the other side of the ball, um, people going into college. So one notable thing that's happening right now, he's the number one recruit coming out of 2001. And he's a what? He's a local boy. Corona, California. Mm. Let's go. 
Uh, his name's Corey Foreman. All right, six four, two sixty five. How are defensive you that back? Big? How are you that big in and high def- school? Dude, defensive high school. back. That's what I played. Man, there's no way, dude. Dude, an absolute unit. Um, again, number one recruit uh, coming out of high school. He decommits to Clemson. Okay, so apparently it was between Clemson and USC, and something went down. So Clemson has this weird. Uh, clause in their policy that you can't come and visit during a certain time or I don't know. It, it's a university made policy. It's not an NCAA thing. And he wanted to go in before uh, before one of the deadlines and Clemson denied him. So he's like, okay, fuck you then. And he pulls out. Flex. Flex on him. Dude, how cool would it be playing Death Valley? You come down that, you know, they come down from the stands and yeah, do yeah. that little jump. Yeah. Dude, it gets hot. Like, they have their, if you watch on YouTube, you can watch, like, the ent- the entry, the entrance. Yeah. They get, you're, even not as a Clemson fan, you can appreciate the the love that they have for the team and yeah. just get hyped. And it gets one of those things where as a football fan, you get your, the chills going. Yeah, but. for sure. And they've got such an odd color scheme, too. White, purple, and orange. Yeah, very interesting. But yep. they make it work when they go all perps. Sick, sick as fuck. Clemson, good team. Yeah, good team. They've kind of like taken the role of like the Alabama. You know, we were talking about that a couple episodes earlier, where like Alabama's not the juggernaut that they used to be. And I mean, that happens with every. And don't get me wrong, they're still a great program. Uh, even though Nick Saban's a fucking tyrant, he's mm-hmm. hard to watch uh, on the sidelines. But um, you know, they're still a great program. But they're starting to slip, starting to slip a little bit. And Clemson has kind of bitten the shit for a while, a couple of years now, four or five years. They've kind of been like knocking on the national championship door. Uh, they've won it, what, uh, last five years? They've won it once or twice? Can't remember. I want to say twice. Tw- With Deshaun, say twice. Watson, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And then uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I mean, two national championships in five years. Get w- some. Winning. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this dude says, fuck you. To Clemson and looks like homeboy it's not official but homeboy might just be going back to USC might be going to the local squad once again USC will have all the great picks and we'll do nothing yeah. <laughs> I know dude it's fucking crazy uh, but in other sports news um, Chargers drop their uniform come on I'll let you bring I'll let you take you're a big big bolts guy I'll let you take this one uh, yeah this week they just dropped on their social media uh, actually, it came up on ESPN too. Uh, there's a little hype from the players saying it was the best unis in the league. Spencer and I talked about this. Um, I'm a big fan of them, not just as a Charger fan, but as a uniform fan. They do look fresh. They look clean. They brought the throwback uh, number on the helmet. They they brought the throwback looking bolt. Uh, they keep in the powder blue uh, top with uh, a couple options. They went back to that yellow pant, which kind of looks weird as a throwback, but on the new uniform, it looks sick. The Uniform I like the most is the dark blue. Looks legit. Uh, top uniform, maybe. I kind of like the Seahawks uniform. Um, uh, there's pretty other, some other good ones. Uh, apparently, the Browns drop a new uniform. They did drop new uniforms. Look, look, the, same. look the same to me. Yeah. Uh, I love Pats. their colors. I love the Browns colors. Brown. Dude, brown, orange, white. Sick. I like when they go to black. Yeah. That's well, yeah, sick. when they go all murdered out, it's sick. But yeah, I've taken a look at the Chargers' new setup. It's pretty fucking legit. Those baby blues, again, not a Chargers guy, but those baby blues are hands down 
like them and the Browns, I feel like have the most unique setup. It's weird how we can go from from trends as far as a minimalist type of uniform, and then maybe we saw like a lot of flam, like a lot of a lot of jazz, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of hype, and mm-hmm. then now we're going back to the the throwback minimal. Uh, minimal stuff and just some nice colors. Yeah, think about like Notre Dame, Alabama, um, Penn State. Yeah, like two color scheme. You yeah. know what I mean? Like navy gold, maroon white. Oregon Ducks. You got forty. Well, yeah, they're on the other side of the yeah. spectrum where yeah. they're like, well, I guess we'll have a uniform for every single game. Yeah. You're crazy. the Ducks. It's it's uh, black, green, and and yellow. Why'd you guys choose uh, red? Because right? we're the yeah, Ducks. Because we're, we're the Ducks. We got Nike. We don't give a fuck. Here's a billion dollars. Yep, that's pretty cool. But uh, so yeah, charged uniform, fuego. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna start going into Florida. We talk a lot about Florida these days, but uh, Florida, Jamison Winston. This is kind of a crazy stat. Jamison Winston. If you're a betting guy, Jam- I think you want to say Jameis. Jameis, my bad. Yeah. Jamin, Jameis, not Jamison. <laughs> what I drink on St. Patty's Day. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, is the twelfth. He's 12th on the list for odds to win the MVP, but he's a free agent. How? Exactly. Why? Exactly. What team is he playing for? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's the crazy thing. It's like he's almost in the top 10 of winning the MVP on, at least on paper before the season starts, whatever. He's doesn't have a team to play for. Well, him and Cam Newton, Cam Newton will have a team. I'd imagine after this weekend, after the draft is yeah, all done. I would assume so teams that didn't pan out when their draft picks or whatever. How'd you like to be then? I mean, I know it's a little rough right now, but the, you're like, okay, so because you're planning to work in the draft, yeah. now you're going to take me. Interesting. A little chip on that shoulder is what yeah. you need though, baby. Yeah. And hey, I'm the first guy to say, Winston, if he could just cut down those fucking picks, he would be a top 10 quarterback. No fucking question. The right coach, get a little uh, QB whisper mm-hmm. in his ear or a nice veteran quarterback. Man, yeah, I, I agree. But the dude has had so many fucking off the field incidents that it's just like he's just gonna be one of those guys. And and trust me, I I hope I eat my words. I hope he figures that shit out. But like, he's just gonna be one of those guys that you're like, what could have been? You know, what could have been? He's still doing good. He's still got a chance. He's st- no, he definitely does. Yeah. He has time. He's still young enough to figure that shit out. Um, but I mean, it ain't looking good right now. But we'll see what happens after the draft. Um, keeping it going with Florida, Gronk, big fan of the podcast. Mm. Huge fan of Potty Mouth. Uh, Subscribed on all platforms. Yeah, yeah. You should you should see the guy. He he just re-listens to all, everything we put out. It's crazy. Uh, he has made it very clear, and it's actually official now. Um, he's coming out of retirement to go play with his boy, TB12, Tom Brady. Got a little bit left in the tank. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, I guess we were all kind of surprised when he did retire because we're like, hey, he retired at a pretty young age, twenty nine, twenty nine, and he he had a, he like broke arm, broken leg, kind of you know shit like that would happen a lot with him. Um, he looked like the Robo RoboCop coming out to the field, just yeah, the big old brace on the knee, bra- yeah. brace on the elbow. Yeah, you you're know? like, how are you still catching this <laughs> yeah. shit, dude? He was a stud. He Man. was really, really, yeah. really fun to watch. Um, so it's official. He well, so technically, I didn't know this, but he came out of retirement. Yet he was still contracted with the Pats. Pats traded him away. Yeah, and that was weird. I hate just. I just have to feel for the, the Tampa, the previous Tampa Bay tight end, where he's like, oh, okay, oh, Gronk's coming in. 
you want to trade me? Okay, f- fuck me. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, imagine being the, that that tight end. You're like, fuck. Finally, Tom Brady. We're gonna yeah. throw the ball. It's like it's, I'm gonna finally get yeah. my shot, dude, to play with a legend. Like, oh hey, pack your bags. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're out. Yeah. Fuck. Like, oh, fuck you, Gronk. Now Gronk, uh, a nightmare. Six six two sixty eight. Matchup nightmare. Put a DBE on him. He's gonna outpower you. He's gonna just swim you out of the way. All right, put a linebacker on him. Just gonna. No, just, it's not gonna work out. Yeah, outrun you. Went out on the top. Won a, won a Super Bowl, uh, three-time Super Bowl champ. NFL's 2010's all-decade all team. NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team. 2011 led the league in receiving touchdowns. A tight end led the league in receiving <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah, dude. 17, I think it was. Stud. Uh, so now you and I were talking about this. Why are you coming back? When he left, and I quote Gronk said, I was not in a good place. Football was bringing me down. And I didn't like it. I was losing that joy in life. I could play right now if I wanted to play. I'm feeling good. Physically, I could do it. Mentally wise, desire wise, it's not there. Uh, are we saying Bill Belichick was yeah, wearing me down? Yeah. Could have been. I mean, he looks full of life. He's happy. Tom Brady's happy. They're excited. Yeah. They're, they're reuniting. Uh, Bill Belichick, are we seeing what we kind of knew? You're, you're beating the dead horse the, yeah. the, the Patriot way. Is the Patriot way turning into something that can only be sustained for four or five years? And the player's like, look, I can't. I need to get out of Shawshank Redemption and, and just yeah. bounce. No, I agree, dude. It, it could totally be like one of those situations where, um, you know, it's like we're they're so uh, against, you know, having an open mind and maybe changing schemes up or changing the format up or formations or whatever it is, like just, you know, starting over with a playbook or whatever it is. Um, could totally, totally be that kind of a situation. And then the first shot Tom got, deuce. And you can still have Gronk as a, a third down or second or second down uh, receiving tight end. Get him out on those garbage plays he doesn't need to be in. But if you want a presence or you want a good play, throw him in. Get yeah. a good backup tight end. Hey. It's interesting, dude. Uh, so speaking of tight ends, what do you got for top five? Top five. Uh, throw Gronk up, Gronk up there, big time. Definitely, 100%. Uh, yeah. Just uh, like we said, ma- matchup nightmare. Uh, going for the fellow Brown guy, so- SoCal guy, Tony G, Tony Gonzalez, <laughs> the chief. And then uh, he finished his career with the Falcons. Uh, went with Matty Ice. Oh, was super close to winning the Super Bowl. Sorry, I didn't get it. Uh, see him on CBS now. Great commentator. Awesome guy. SoCal Huntington Beach bad boy kind of guy. Uh, the cowboy, Jason Witten. All pro, just uh, I believe he won the um, what do they call that? The man of the year award. I can't, I can't remember what they call it. The guy's just an awesome individual. Uh, went retired, did a great job commentating. I, I was a big fan of him. Came back to the, the Cowboys. Uh, I, th- I still think he's got a couple of years left in him. Jason Winton, uh, very good tight end. Uh, fellow Charger here, Antonio Gates. Now he's the one that kind of broke the mold as far as. The basketball player go up and throw the ball, um, type of. Just go up and get it. Just go up and get it. Yeah, yeah. we saw a little bit with Shannon Sharp. Um, uh, but I think Antonio Gates really set, uh, set a style up for uh, tight ends. So, um, not highly recruited kind of guy, and just kind of. I think he was un- actually he was undrafted too. So, and he uh, was the guy. Time. He was a guy that like was never ever in like, the like being publicized. He was never like in an interview running his mouth. He was never one of those yeah. guys getting polarized. Um, well, you play for the Chargers. You're not national media, anyways. So uh, well, true, but but yeah, Philip Rivers. 
Yeah. Every, anytime you get that guy in front of a microphone, he's shit talking somebody. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Anthony Gates. Antonio. Antonio Gates. Antonio. 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 Uh, he was just showed up, did his job well, and then left. Beautiful route runner. Had the, I think that's where the basketball came in. Beautiful footwork. Uh, it cut in and out of routes like a receiver mm-hmm. and just had that, that, that big large mass where he can move mm-hmm. and get a DB out of his way. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so pretty sure you stole all my notes. So uh, I had Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, Gronk, Jason Witten, but my number five, Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah. Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think that dude is going to continue to put up just stupid fucking numbers uh, for years to come. And um Yeah. That's my number five right there. I had two guys that are in the bubble, uh, Shannon Sharp. Yep. And then Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Another one of those guys. Uh, not so much anymore, uh, but, you know, he, speaking from a fantasy football background, uh, he was a guy that was always heavily drafted in, in uh, fantasy football because he got the ball. Right. Like he was going to get his opportunities to get in the paint. And so I got those guys. Uh, one of my favorites, he's kind of up there with uh, Travis Kelsey right now, is the uh, tight end from 49ers, uh, Kittles. Oh, Kittles. Play, plays sure. like he is the man on yeah, fire. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It brings intensity and yeah. just, uh, I, I can't wait to see what happens. He, I agree. He could, if he pans out the way he is, he could he could be top 10, finish yeah. off top 10. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think the data pool for him is a little too small sure. at this point. I'm, but yeah, he's de- the potential, definitely there. Yep. Um, okay. Uh, we're done with sports. So if you hate sports, you can <laughs> take your earmuffs out. <laughs> earmuffs out. Uh, all right. So Rona rundown. Uh, Nashville's Arnold Country Market may have to close their doors for good. Um, side note: Wife and I traveled to Nashville a few years back. W- top three, no question. One of our favorite places to go to travel to. Nashville is a hitter of a spot. I want to go. Dude, it's like um, it's like a nicer, friendlier, cleaner Vegas, if that makes any sense. Just like everyone's there to have a good time, uh, but you don't have to worry about getting stabbed mm. or robbed or anything like that. Like It's just got a lot of history. We're like, you know, bar hopping in places that have been around for fucking 50 years, you know what I mean? Which is so cool. There's a lot of... Uh a lot of bars playing um, some amateur band players going oh, on. Dude. Like, that's, uh, that's kind of music. That was the one thing that you, you figure out super fast. Tennessee and Nashville, especially like music fucking city. You know what I mean? Like there is music coming out of every single door. You can like in the airport, there's somebody with acoustic guitar in the corner. You go to a boutique, somebody in the corner playing, you go to a bar, there's somebody playing, like you go anywhere there's somebody playing music. Everyone's trying to make it. Like if you're trying to make it in the music world, like man, I, now it's probably super oversaturated. Um, but uh, that's where a lot of people go. Uh, but to this this place, Arnold Country Market. Sad to hear that they're thinking about closing their doors for good because that's one of those places that have been around forever. We actually ate there when we went. Mm. It was on my list. I did a ton of fucking research when I went there. That was on my list to go, and it was fucking next level. It was so fucking good. Damn. And it just looks exactly how you would think. You know, a little diner that's been around for a decade, and um, 
it just sucks to hear things like that. You just hope that after this is all done, some of these places that don't get the federal support can get the state or if there's some mm-hmm. other type of support to get these places going back. Yeah. Um, so moving on down a Rona rundown here, uh, bring it back to my LA roots here. Mm. Uh, down by Venice Beach, uh, LA, the city of LA fills the iconic skate park that's like right off. If you've ever been to Venice Beach, the boardwalk down there. Where the muscles at? Uh, yeah, where all, where all the dudes are flexing. Uh, and uh, they filled they filled the skate park up with sand, but you know, and this is obviously a, a weak effort to try to keep promoting social distancing and shit like that. Uh, uh, but then the skaters put their uh, put their boards in the garage and brought out the dirt bike. So the dudes are actually just just hitting hitting that with sand. It's fucking hilarious. Dude, why dude. throw sand in there? It dude, just, it's just, so that's dumb. out of control. It's so dumb. There's pictures and videos of like literally dump trucks, like going oh, yeah. from the beach and then just turning around and just dumping beach sand in a skate park. Yeah. So fucking dumb, dude. So dumb. Just kick them out, get them out of there and yeah. go home. Yeah. It was, it was great to watch. No that. fines, no jail. Yeah. Get out of here, go home. Just hitting dirt bikes in there, hitting, hitting yeah. fucking jumps in there, dude. It's so cool to throw see Throw some that. barricades or something down there yeah. if it's really a problem, but yeah. sand really... Yeah. Solid fuck you to LA. I like it. Um, this is a weird fucking story. So 10 California nurses refuse to work without N95 masks as they should. Okay. And got suspended. Yeah. They were getting forced to work on patients in their hospital without the masks. And then they got suspended. That just makes zero fucking sense whatsoever. You're putting your employees' health at risk to for what? For what? Nothing. I just couldn't I I can't get over that. Whether you need to where you whether you feel like you need a mask or not or whatever it is, like I don't know why you would you would suspend somebody for not wearing a mask. I just think that's so fucking dumb. Yeah, that's terrible. What what, what kind of message are you sending? Especially yeah. now if if we need nurses on the line. Yeah. Supposedly, like, yeah. get them the masks. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I feel like there's, we talked about this last episode where I feel like there's something sketchy going on and it may not to be, it may not be all that it's cracked up to be. Uh, but to, to impact somebody's life like that where they're getting suspended and they can't work because they're, don't they're not wearing a mat like what the fuck dude what the fuck issues yeah uh so we mentioned this last week there was a huge texas uh protest that went down and uh at the state capitol and it actually looked like it worked because texas and actually a slew of other states are now opening things up more they're kind of loosening their grip so texas i mean they're you're still supposed to like stay six feet apart and you know don't be in groups more than Fucking, I don't know. Five. It's been pretty quiet over here. We haven't had too much news either. No, for California, fucking new, no news is good news for yeah. us, dude. Fuck, dude. It's, it's hot like now too. It's so 95, hot, dude. Like, we went from sixty degrees to ninety so degrees. So hot. Oh my god. I not know. ready. It feels like summer, no doubt. Yeah. Summer is knocking on the door right now. Can't wait for to get those potty mouth pool parties going. Oh what? Again, everyone's invited. Um. So yeah, that worked. They're reopening parks. You know, they're still supposed to be, uh, you know, practicing social distancing. But uh, it looks like things are starting to open up um, uh, with Texas, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, South Carolina, all kind of moving in that same direction where they're, you know, kind of lessening their coronavirus uh, death grip. 
death grip, if you will. Uh, and Florida is open wide, wide open. Imagine that. <laughs> Good old bar. Florida. Set the ball high. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Florida. And I actually saw a video of Sweden. It looks literally like nothing ever happened. Sweden just doing their thing. Um, so I would love to see more of this. Um, just let's just go back to normal people, please. Um, on the flip side of things, Germany has canceled Oktoberfest. What? Damn it. That's actually one of the, I mean, there's, you know, I've got like a list of like bucket list events that I want to go to, you know, one being, um, uh, the Kentucky Derby. I think that would be so dope. Oh, what do you, you have to drink it? Yeah. Drink the, uh, damn, what's that drink? What? Mint, mint. Mint, uh, mint, mint julep. julep. Yeah, you gotta wear a big crazy hat. Yeah, and the girl, yeah. and the guys. Uh, you gotta, gotta be, suit up. Gotta suit up. And it's gotta be the undersuit, the uh, like a cummerbund. No, not the cummerbund vest. But yeah, yeah, you gotta look dialed. Suited to the nines. Yeah, you gotta get dialed in, and uh, so that's one of the things I want to go to. I want to go to like a World Series game. I want to go to a Super Bowl. I want to go to things like that where you just cannot match that kind of energy and intensity. I want to like go to one of those events. Oktoberfest in Germany would be fucking next level for me. Come on. Oh, dude. It's so expensive though to get there. Like they know when people are trying to get out there for Oktoberfest and the plane tickets are stupid expensive. Mm. Everything's expensive. I mean, you know, they're trying to capitalize on tourism, but, uh, but Germany canceled Oktoberfest. How about running with the bulls? I would do that. That'd be dope, dude. I'd be high as fuck on adrenaline. Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say something else. You're like high NPCP. <laughs> I'll be on weed. Uh, Dude, I don't know if you'll be stoned. I'd be up for days. Oh my god! Uh, what else do we got here? Um, oh, so this is kind of funny. Uh, we, we talked about how like some states are kind of like lessening uh, their grip of things, and uh, of course, California. There's and I went through the list of of states. They're one of like maybe three other states that are doing this. Everybody else is like giving an actual date of when they plan to reopen. There's no date for California. TBD. <laughs> yeah. To be determined, fuckers. Dude, it's it's bad over here, dude. I'm telling you. And like big fucking surprise. California's like, well, just, you know, keep plugging away and doing social distancing and, you know, go fuck yourself. Fuck me, dude. It's terrible. Um, a cool story I heard about. Um, you know, somebody's misfortune is like, uh, this guy lost a job. Like a lot of us did. I fucking lost my job. Uh, a lot of people lost their job. Um, there, I had a, I had a, what was it? 22 million. That's right. 22 mi- million people have applied for unemployment last week. Nice. What the fuck? Wow. Yeah. Um, and so this guy, like the other 22 million, uh, lost a job. Got, uh, he got a, um, a big a lottery ticket, promptly wins 2.4 million. Beautiful. Set for life. Good for you. Dude, that's fucking awesome. I love hearing stories like that. And I don't know about you, but like winning the lottery is one of those things that like I fantasize about. It's like, dude, what if, what if I won like 300 mil? Would you do the lump sum or pay over, I don't know. I think 20 years. I don't know. I'd probably do lump sum. Just give it to me. Tax, tax the fuck out of it. I don't care. Oh, is that that's? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Oh, you okay. throw them some, especially California. They're taxing them. Oh fuck. Maybe I just get it and then I just disappear. When you're talking that many millions of dollars, who cares? Tax it. Yeah. I mean, you get three hundred million. You're getting what? One hundred fifty out of that. Big. Oh yeah. Probably. Perfect. 
I'm good with 150. I don't know about you, but <laughs> yeah. I, could, I could probably make that work <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. That'd be fucking crazy, dude. I don't know. What would you do? What would be one of the first things you would do? <laughs> Prostitutes? Is that what you just said? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just heard that. Yeah. I'm going to do, uh, buy a few uh, barbecues I want to pick up and then uh, <laughs> take them to an island and just cook out all, <laughs> all summer long. Where, where's uh, where's Paul? Oh, well, he actually bought an island yeah. and all he does is he just cooks things. Me and the family would just be eating up, grubbing up. Oh my God. I'll send you postcards. Actually, we'll do a podcast remote. Okay, great. That'd be great. Um, yeah, I don't know what I would do. Uh, definitely, I think if you have any kind of debt, fucking piece that fucking thing out. Peace out. I just recently uh, paid off a couple of credit cards and that I've had for years and to be able to say that I got those things down to zero now. Oh man, a dark cloud just lifted. So nice to not say that, or it's so nice to say that I don't have that anymore. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what I do. Kill some debt, student loan. That's pretty much the only thing. And obviously mortgage that everyone has till they die. Um, I like to say I'd still be home, like be humble but it, there's kind of like there's like fuck you money and that's kind of it yeah and it's kind of like there'd be some nice some stuff to do i think definitely do the like the bucket list things that you want to do yeah for sure and don't buy anything materialistic don't buy the house the big car you like go experience life a little yeah, bit go travel travel yeah you get yeah. first class everything and just yeah. and just take that safari and just be like in the jeep type of thing yeah and it's funny because my wife and i talked about that we we're like and if you look at the track record of people that actually have won the lotto, the lottery, uh, it's not good. No, they go broke. They, they go broke. Yeah. They get a drug problem or they get murdered or like, you know, some shit. Like it's a really, really bad track record. It's like Cleveland Brown kind of a track record. Yeah. It's bad. Really, really bad. And uh, I just, it just kind of, for me, it just like blows my mind. Like, like why? But again, I've never had that kind of money. I've never had fuck you money. You know what I mean? Um, so I could, I can't, I guess I'm speaking on it, but I probably shouldn't. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd want to like get the money and not have my name public or anyone know about it. Just be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a gazillionaire and I live same place and yeah. I don't work and I just go do my thing. And no one knows how much money I have. That'd be cool. I mean, I feel, I feel like out of the principle, I should develop a Coke habit. Just having that kind of money, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like, hey, here's 500 million. Okay, so where do I get the Coke? Yeah. Like, what, do I have to go to Columbia for it? Or can I find it local? Like, get what do we here. do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, what's that Wayne Gretzky uh, quote? Uh, you, you miss, miss all the house. shots you don't take, yeah. dude. So we got we to gotta start playing, I guess. It ain't going to happen if I don't start playing. Um, let's see. Oh, we a note from last uh, last episode. Ticketmaster was just completely bending people over and fucking them without any lube. They were any kind of event that you already bought a ticket to that got postponed or canceled. They weren't refunding anybody. Give me the update. Come on. Dude, they have changed their tune. Oh. They changed their tune. I mean, they were getting absolutely roasted. Uh, and so now they're, they're refunding people. Mm. So that's good to see. As they should. Like, Jeez. are you fucking kidding me, dude? A little arm bar took it that? Yeah. Took yeah. That. I mean, well, Yeah. But to say like, hey, you paid a hundred dollars or two hundred or three hundred or a thousand dollars on these tickets, whatever it is, and you that event's not happening anymore, but I'm still gonna keep the money. Ugh. Uh doesn't that mm, what? No, that didn't work. If they would have kept that up, I would have de- definitely struck 
like been on strike or, or rebelled against Ticketmaster. Oh, well, I've never actually gone through Ticketmaster. I always go through like SeatGeek or something like that. Which leads us into our ad. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I usually do like, uh, yeah, I, I think I remember like trying to go through Ticketmaster once and like their, their, you know, convenience fees. Oh gosh. We're just like, $40? What? You yeah. just dick slap me yeah. in public. Oh, si- like, sweet. $60 ticket. Yeah. Check out. Turns oh, into 120 yeah. because of like some bullshit yeah. quote convenience. Processing. Like, yeah. oh, fuck off. Um, Stagecoach is uh, considering... Uh, live streaming the oh, concerts cool. instead. So I'm like, eh, same vibe. Obviously not. I used to go to Stagecoach before it got super whack. Um, and uh, Or maybe it was whack back then. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> that could have been totally a thing. Uh, but I went like three years in a row and it was a blast. Um, but then they started having like really gnarly restrictions where like you couldn't roam freely around like pretty much like the pre-party areas, like the trailer areas. Like you could only be there if you came in there with a trailer, hmm. uh, which was really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, one of the years I went where it was like just mayhem, dude. It was so much fun. You're just walking around, backpack full of beer. Don't even have to like worry about showing labels or anything. Taking, sh- You'd literally just walk by a tent and be like, hey man, we need another player. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. It's, it's fucking 1.30 in the afternoon and I'm 12 beers deep, but like fucking do it. And I don't even know you, but... I'm game. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. It was fucking hilarious, dude. A Woodstock vibe, huh? Yeah, you you felt like you like walking away with like ten best friends after that. <laughs> Call me. Don't forget. Yeah, don't forget, bro. Hey, hit me up on the gram. Um, and so my last note of the Rona rundown is, uh, and this freaks me the fuck out. And of course, it's coming from China. Did you ever watch Black Mirror? Um. You know about that show? Uh, go No, no, go ahead. You I, would I fucking love that show. I don't, I don't know, know why no. you don't watch that. I think I got to the first few episodes and something happened. Got too scared. Yeah, I got scared. Probably got scared. Nightlight. I got scared. Uh, so there was this one episode, and probably everybody knows what episode I'm talking about. Uh, it, was pretty, it was pretty much like your everyday tasks in life, but with social media. So like you'd walk by and you'd have like a casual exchange with somebody, and then you would give them a rating. And so pretty much in society how in this episode how society ran was like you could do x amount of things if your rating was mm. x high and if it was x low you could only do a certain amount of things uh so like if you had below like a four you know the scale i think was out of five so it's like if you had below a four you couldn't rent a certain apartment or something like that so in china oh in china they are experimenting with what they're calling social credit system. They're testing it out right now, which is exactly, they're like trying to not make it sound like it, but it's exactly like that fucking episode in Black Mirror. Oh, sure. It's fucking happening. I've and heard, I was so scared it was going to happen. Took a couple years, but here we are. There's, it's fucking happening. There's, this could be a thing. And like I said, they're experimenting it and, and see how it's going to go. And, it's weird because I, I just recently watched I Am Legend again, and it was weird to see them <laughs> doing that stuff, the same testing and the same kind of uh, attitude towards like the coronavirus with them. So there's like some precursors in these shows and movies that you kind of see. And you're like, all right, I'm, I'm prepared for this. And uh, I can't remember where I've seen this, uh, this type of social uh, hierarchy or the social uh, levels, uh, but I have seen this before and I've heard of it, and I'm sure this 
politicians or there's there's uh, agendas that want to push this type of thing. I, I don't know what I'm not a big uh, politic po- political guy. I can't identify who wants this, but uh, um, I'd imagine there's got to be one party that really wants this this whole equality thing and or this number system. Yeah, um, I mean, and again, we should probably save this kind of talk for when we finally do. Uh, our conspiracy theory talk, oh, or yeah. that's going to happen. I we dropped a little nugget on you this week. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and we'll talk about that uh, some other time. <laughs> Not <Me> right <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, like there, I made, I dropped a little nugget last week where I'm like, something feels off about this whole fucking thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so anyway, uh, that was my last note on Rona Rundown. Um, shit's weird, Thanks. but things might be getting better. Might not. <laughs> I'm still unclear on what to do in California. That reminded me of the Ron Burgundy when he's like, I'm Ron Burgundy? (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy? Uh, Yeah, so pretty much, pretty much. I'm with you. It feels weird. This week has felt weird. There's there's a, either it's normal or we're just a little in the zone, whatever. I don't know, weird. Weird. Weird times. I keep saying it. We are living in strange times, my friend. Um, All right. To our long-awaited fan favorite, boozing with the boys. All right, this part of the podcast is sponsored by our dear Instagram friend Sarah Alif. Please don't unfollow me if I just destroyed your last name. We both went back and forth, and we're pretty sure it's Alif, but I mean, you could tell us we're wrong. If we're wrong, we're sorry. Yeah, uh, great follow. Husband's a great uh, barbecue backyard underscore. Boar barbecue, like spelled like bourbon. It oh, said like, wow. I, I don't know how you would say that. Bourbon cue, barbecue. Sounds fancy. Yeah. Anyways, Evan does a good good job on the uh, the grill. Got where a new they, got a new uh, drum smoker too. Ooh. Pretty cool. Uh, where are they from? Florida. 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 Are good. <laughs> Maybe some of the saner people out of Florida that we know. <laughs> uh, so this hitter, she gave us actually, she hooked us up. Uh, we actually have a couple that we're not even going to be able to get to because Paul eventually at some point needs to try to drive home. Uh, but uh, Uber. Yeah, Uber. Um, so this one we're going to try out. We're going to try two out. The first one is going to be from J-Dubs Brewery Company out of Sarasota, Florida. Uh, this has got a very – and so the name of it is Passion Wheat. And I want you to just think back like 80s – Maybe some cactus cooler vibe. Oh, there you go. That's what the I cactus exactly, cooler yeah. vibe. Like you see this can, cactus cooler vibe. So again, J Dubs Brewery uh, Company out of Sarasota, Florida. Sweet fucking can. Uh, she's a big fan of this. We're breaking a rule. I seen that. I just was about to say something. We broke the rule. It's a four two, but the can is so sick, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna let it slide. We'll let it slide. All right. Here we go. Oh, description. Okay, marry a high-quality wheat ale with flavors of passion fruit and mango, and this beer is what you'll get. I'm excited. We get a we got a local uh, mango brew here, so this is this should be good. Yeah. No matter the occasion, this beer won't disappoint. At J Dubs, our passion is beer. Enjoy our passion as you enjoy yours. Cheers. Cheers, J Dubs. Right, here we go. Oh, just butter spraying everywhere. All right. Here we go. Solid pour here. No college bullshit. Drink tank. Drink tank. Providing the uh, capsules 
of the conduit of beer. <laughs> All right. Cheers, guy. Cheers, my man. Smells. Smells fruity. Yeah, fruity as fuck. Mm. Damn. Okay, here we go. Wow. That is fruity. Yeah. Not not the hop and hoppiness we're used to. No way. Very, very mild. And it, it is a wheat. It's not we're not gonna get that strong yeah, yeah. IPA hitter. That's um wow. Mild and fruity. Mm-hmm. Uh couple layers of flavor. Uh very good, J dubs. Very It's good. Um this would be this would be a drink like my wife would dig. Yeah, wife, wife would this like this a, one. This is a wifey brew. Wifey or any anyone yeah. who anyone who's like, like not a big beer yeah. person, like this would be a great one. Like a great one, almost kind of that cocktail kind of. Uh, yeah, again, it's a four two, so it's you know, yeah. it's nothing crazy, um, but the flavor is like, man, I'm trying to put a put my finger on it. Uh, man, it's good. I'm trying. It's almost. I'm almost almost getting like a Topo Chico kind of a vibe with it. I'm surprised they can call it ale and not a hef. I don't know. I don't know what the regulations are on that. Well, we better we better educate ourselves, there, young sire. Yeah. So um, we need a beer encyclopedia. Yeah. So speaking of that. so busting with the boys is going to kind of start. I'm not to, busting with the boys. That's I mean, fuck, boozing with the boys. <laughs> I'm not going, busting with you. <laughs> I know you want to, but we're not. Bust, <laughs> we're going to be boozing. Boozing with the boys is going to take a turn, and I think a turn for the good. Um, so starting, um, you know, this this whole thing kind of started lighthearted, just fucking around, reviewing beers as um, as. We get them. Some of you guys playing ball with us, sending them. Uh, side note, somebody's going to be sending us, and I made mention this on our story, uh, the Florida Man Beer. That's a fucking thing from Cigar City Brewery. They have a beer called the Florida Man. Somebody, dude, God bless them. Somebody saw it. They're like, this shit right here, this is you. And That's they're, awesome. So Thank they're, they're going to be sending it our way, which is totally rad of them. Uh, but really... So again, we started this whole boozing with the boys uh, at, uh, you know, very lighthearted, um, just having fun, fucking around, grab a random beer, we'll give you our unfiltered opinion on it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I woke up one day and I was like, this is kind of going places. You guys really enjoy this segment of our podcast. Um, people are sending us stuff, whatever. I'm like, well, how can we take this to the next level? And I mean, it's no you know, it's no question and it's not a secret that everyone right now, we're all in tough times, you know, uh, it's tough for everybody, but especially small businesses and especially out here. And, you know, maybe why I gravitate to this, to this so much is because there's so many, many of them down here is breweries. Breweries out here are getting absolutely dick slapped right now. They're having to let go of pretty much all of their staff, um, there's people who are just like the owners are doing everything. And then they got like one sales rep trying to, you know, push product or whatever it is. Uh, and so, and again, I, I do have some friends in, in the industry and a lot of them getting laid off. A lot of them are struggling. A lot of their hours are getting cut. I mean, br- most breweries are only open a certain amount of days, certain amount of weeks now, instead of being every day. Um, just, just really, really bad for those people. And, um, I mean, one of the things that I gra- gravitate me or gets me to gravitate towards breweries is like the whole the whole uh originality of it the whole mom and pop thing uh the whole mom and pop vibe 
where like you'll never find this brewery or this type of vibe anywhere else. And that's maybe one of the reasons why I gravitate towards this. But uh, something I'm trying to put together and this whole entire week, I've been on and off phone calls and emails with uh, a bunch of different breweries in in the local Southern California area. And so we're going to turn boozing with the boys we're going to turn this into, we're going to still keep it boozing with the boys, but we're going to back it with a hashtag called back the bruise. Okay. Back the bruise. Essentially we're going to spotlight a brewery in this area and whoever wants to partake. Uh, we're going to spotlight that brewery, uh, for the entire week. So we're going to push their, push their brewery, push their products, uh, push their mantra, push everything about them. Just trying to get more eyes and ears on their brewery. Hopefully you guys can help support them. Cause I know God knows that like all these places could use any kind of support they get right now. Um, and so each week we're going to spotlight one. Uh, we're going to have their beers on boozing with the boys. Um, and we're going to, you know, just really try to help promote, help get more ears and eyes on their stuff and, and, uh, and go from there. And, and just, again, just trying to do in a very, very small way, you know, our, our job, you know yeah, what I mean? No, and like, try to help them out. There's, Obviously, there's there's more business industries and more businesses businesses that have been affected by this, but this is something that relates to us. We have fun doing it, and like you said, we can see right in front of our eyes. There's people that we know that work there that uh, that are being laid off, and they're affected. And these are great places that once this shit ends, we want to keep it going because they're they're homegrown, uh, drink local. They're this is this is all they got. They've People have invested their lives in this. Uh, obviously, that, that goes with anyone who has a, a, a passion for what they do or that has uh, depleted their bank account to start something that they saw as, as as something they wanted to do. But this is something we can relate to and want to get behind. And the the response we got back was amazing. People are extremely on board. Um, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be a good time. Absolutely, yeah. So right now, and we're we're nailing down details, but right now I've got I've got eight breweries in this, from LA to San Diego. It's just anywhere one in between, yeah. In just one week that are on board, and again, just trying to tell their story. You know what I mean? Because um, especially down here, you know, we love our breweries. We love the gastropub vibe. We love that that vibe down here, um, and and we're very you know we're um, what's the word, uh, loyal, you know, we're very loyal to those places down here. Um, but we want everybody else to know about them. Um, and because, you know, that's our vibe down here, you know, like it's the, the hole in the wall brewery that you're sitting at a bar, you're throwing darts and you look over and like, Oh fuck, that's their whole operation right there. I love places like that. Yeah. Love them where there's kegs stacked against the wall. Uh, there's just shit everywhere. I just love that scene big brewery guy um and uh not in a hipster way but i i just dig it a lot and um yeah just one day i woke up with this idea and i was like let's let's just fucking run with it it should be cool yeah be i awesome. think it's gonna be really cool so back the bruise boozing with the boys let's right. do it mm. we got another one uh yeah are you finished already oh i i'm doing uh small pours oh you fucked hard I totally poured the whole thing in here. Rookie. Oh shit. I thought you said you were gonna do a college move. Oh yeah, college a college pour is like just foam everywhere. Oh, so yeah. I did the tilt. Oh, all right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh speaking. Actually we weren't speaking about it, but Yeti. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Yeti has actually um this is kind of crazy. They're starting to drop a lot of products. So like yeah. you can't do the isn't the uh 
the koozie? Are they dropping the koozie? R- Roadie. Well, no, I think oh the koozie. They, I think they're dropping the koozie, okay. and they're also dropping uh the the roadie. The roadie. Well. Roadie twenty one of the original uh lineups. Uh, the tundra and the roadie. Uh, actually, I think the roadie was one of the one of the first ones they had for a while. Oh yeah, I used to have a roadie. I yeah. sold it, but um, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, in my opinion, a fucking worthless cooler. Cause yeah, it's small. Whatever. But you can't carry that fucker, dude. That thing is so awkward to carry. Ice down. You're gonna break a shin. You're gonna dislocate an ACL. MCL. I was losing my shit yeah. on how to carry that fucking thing. Yeah. Cause it's not. There's no handles on the side. You can't do a two man carry. No, it's no. Yeah. It's just you just got that metal handle, yeah. and it's. I mean, maybe it's different when you're taller or shorter. I don't know how it worked, but like that thing would just bash my kneecap yeah, in every yeah, time. Yeah. Just and the actual capacity of it, like putting stuff in there, yeah. you really couldn't put a whole lot in there, and like, and so they're they're revising. Oh, oh, there it is. They're, they're revising. revising it, yeah. right? Uh, Travis sent us uh, at Travis Backyard Barbecue. Um, sent us the Roadie Twenty Four is their new amped, amped up uh, counterpart. Smaller looks. It says 24, but we're assuming that's not the dimensions of the inside. Or yeah, Yeti's like one of the only companies that like they put a number on the side of the cooler, but it has nothing to do with the actual capacity yeah. of it, which is so dumb. I Even if like. it does, it doesn't make sense because it looks smaller than the Roadie 20. Yeah. Um, but it's got the shoulder strap, so it kind of alleviates that that awkward yeah. carry problem. Yeah. So, so I've uh, got this Grizzly one right here, and I'm not a huge fan of it, but it does come with the strap, which is it, which is nice. Yeah, but again, you open it up and you're like, "What the fuck are you gonna put in here? A couple of croutons and a fucking <laughs> bottle of water?" Yeah. It's so small, dude. Yeah. So small. Like, if you're gonna go that small, just go with the soft, you know, the soft coolers. Soft cooler, yeah. Those soft coolers are badass. Yeah, you know, like you throw them on your pack, gone, gone for the day. Why have a hard cooler like that where you can put? You know, it just doesn't make sense. Now maybe dude. they know something we don't. Obviously, they were gonna invest the time in, in they engineering. Don't. Well, they don't. Let's see I am a pro. I'm a professional. <laughs> Yeti, I'm calling you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the colors, Yeti, won't, Yeti the, won't actually return anything. You you probably send them. The call. The colors are cool. They're kind of leashing out. I will colors. give them props on that. Yeah. Their color schemes that they drop, like I feel like almost every week now, um, are pretty badass. Yep. Like the coral, they got red, royal blue, OD green, black, gray, yep. OG. I remember when they just had OG. Remember that? Yep. Only had the OG. And all their coolers were like either white, tan, or like blue like, or yep. something yeah. or pink or i can't yeah. remember i remember when the pink came out you're like oh that's fucking dope uh but yeah they got a shit ton of colors now um but uh yeah they came out with what a copper copper color yeah just like our, uh oh, yeah. the drink tank one the drink tank uh copper color and they yeah. did like a uh a blue that's uh almost like a metallic type of uh, mm. blue pretty nice interesting yeah. uh okay so moving on to brewski too Ooh, what we got all right so this one is from oh. J-Dubs as well. Um, this is Bell Cow. And the can itself looks like a cow. Yeah. Like it's cow print all over it with some, with some pink uh, trim in there. Uh, this is the Milk Chocolate Porter. Ooh. 5.6. So these are like easy hitters. Yep. These are easy yeah. hitters. Same theme on the can. Yep. Um, Just the cow... Mo- you want to read the description? I read the other one. Oh, I got you. Uh, it is, it's in English, though. Are you going to be okay with that? <laughs> I need to translate. It's in cursive. This is kind of hard. What, <laughs> well, there's nothing fancy about this one unless, of course, you consider a generous portion of high-quality chocolate fancy. Oh, and we added a nice amount of lactose to give this a beef 
Well, being this beef, <laughs> this beer, a touch of sweetness, resting on balanced portions of chocolate, crystal, and black malts, as well as a touch of flavored oats, flaked oats. At the bar stool or in a farm or in your podcast studio, we hope you enjoy the milk chocolate porter. Moo. It says moo. It yep. says moo. Uh, in Paul's defense, the the writing is like almost like a misprint. Like the writing is like doubled over on itself. Yeah. So it's not easy to read. You did great. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You did great. All right. Here we go. Are you are you a chocolate porter? Are you a flavored porter guy? Oh, it smells fu- like a fucking milkshake. Like like a Yahoo Yahoo. Or Yoo-hoo, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big Yoo-hoo guy back in the day. This smells like a Yoo-hoo. Oh, shit. Oh, smell that. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, yeah, that smells... That's a Yoo-hoo. Yeah. Okay. Mm, here we go. Oh, man. This Dark like... in colors, you think, as you would think. Yeah. Dude, it looks like Diet Coke just coming Yeah, there through. you go. <laughs> it looks like Coke. Oh, my God. Wow. Ay, ay, ay. All right, here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's bad news. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, the Belgian Beaver. Yeah. Uh, peanut butter. It's it's not extremely overpowering. No, it's, it's super smooth, light. Super light. Yeah. A light portery taste. Yeah, I, like a lot of for me, like a lot of porters will feel heavy. Yeah. Thick. Mm. Thick with. Seven C's. Well, for a porter, this is pretty low. Five point six. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, it's not like yeah. that. It's it's only got one C. It's just a thick. It's not a thick. It's got uh smooth, mm. clean, clean finish. It's good. I like it's good, it. but very light. Very light. Very light. But yeah, you definitely get that yuhu vibe real oh, quick. Yeah. Um, mm, this with the steak or something. Ooh. Mmm. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot, actually. Um, okay. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sarah. Where's she at? At Sarah dot relief. Uh, yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm pretty sure I nailed that. And you so. thought I was here only for my good looks. <laughs> I got go. a fucking memory like a goddamn. And you got the Roosevelt's going right. Uh, no, this huh. is not a Roosevelt. Oh. Thank you for noticing. I'm still keeping with the stride of things. Still in stride. I've got a weird shirt on. Uh, but this was a Ross dress for last pick-me-up. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah, dude. Makes the shoulders look fucking Pineapple, jacked yeah. as fuck. You got the button coming down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good. I went with the plain white tee. See that? Yeah. Sponsored by Under Armour. <laughs> yeah, they, they threw me a few things. <laughs> dude, imagine if like companies started like, sponsoring like linemen and shit like that and like military. Well, companies do that, huh? Yeah. Not I mean, linemen. Well, but... Under Armour has that hunting series. And they do like little Yeah, but that stuff. thing's going. Is it? And it's starting to tank pretty pretty quickly. Not good. Because they, they're doing the whole thing. Like the whole like, well, hunting's kind of a, you know, it's not, you know, it's frowned upon. Oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Like, they, they dropped, yeah. There, it's so hard to find anything, uh, and then I used to, I should, ha- I used to have a full Under Armour, what they called it, Ridge Reaper, or Baron, but Ridge Reaper camo. I used to have a full kit, and I went to go like get something else, like a shirt or something, and you, dude, it's like sold out. It was sold out for like seven months, and in. Then you figure out, you talk to some people here and there in the hunting industry. And you're like, oh, yeah, they're they're trying to like slowly face it out. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. So you're like, you can't. 
you can't like buy anything new. Like if it's sold out, they're just not going to re up on it. Hmm. Yep. Under Armour. <sighs> Shit on Nike. Cold feet. Yeah. Nike doesn't have anything. Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing. They're just going to, you know, the popular opinion. You know what I mean? Hunting is, it's, I don't want to call it dying, but, you know, it's it's a traditional activity. You know what I mean? Like if you don't really, I'm one of those rare people that, you know, didn't directly have it in my family that caught on to it. I mean, I guess I, inter- I was I take that back. I, it was introduced to me through family, but like not direct. It was like cousins, you know what I mean? In Texas that I would see like once in a while. But um, usually it's like if it's not passed down. Yeah. There's not a lot of like onset hunter on onset hunters, yeah. you know? So well said. That's uh, that's what I have to say about that. Um, all right. Uh, so we talked about this last episode. Companies are just pulling shit out of their ass now and just making these weird fucking alcoholic concoctions. Bud Light just threw their hat in the ring. They're ready to go. They just came out. Bud Light, and I'm trying to hold back the vomit, lemonade. Mm. Oh, dude, that's going to be bad. There's no way that's good. Mm -mm. There's no fucking way that's good. The only way you can make that good is you make it all on Palmer. But it's not an Arnold Palmer. It's your Bud Light lemonade. Is that all you got? Is that all you got on it? Do you have any more details on that? No. Oh, oh they're like, and you would think like, oh, it's got to have like really high alcohol, like alcohol content. No. Mm. It's just Bud Light lemonade. So everyone's trying to hit the summer vibe. Yep. Everyone's throwing out their shit right now. I get it. Marketing, it's a thing. But nope, your boy will not be purchasing any Bud Light lemonade. That's a that's going to be a no for me, dog. Hard, hard pass. pass. Oh, hey, oh. Yomi Root Beer. Okay. Uh, Smirnoff. Who? What? what? <laughs> Zima? Yeah, Smirnoff drops. All right, get ready, kids. Move on over, White Claw. An 8% seltzer. Oh! Dude, that's a hitter. Gut check. That's more than both the fucking beers we just drank. Damn. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I had to stay hydrated. But yeah, Smirnoff. Throws her hat in the ring, getting in the seltzer game with an eight percent seltzer hitter. Mm. I'm gonna, I'll try it. I love seltzers. That's again, I don't turn anything down really if it's cold and it's got alcohol in it. So uh, I will try that. That sounds good. I'm not a big Smirnoff guy. No. Like you know the whole icing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever gotten iced? Uh-uh. You never got iced. Uh-uh. It's where like you hide a bottle of like Smirnoff ice. And like you make the person go find it and they pull it out and they have to take a knee and chug it oh, in like front that. of you. Oh, Hell dude. No. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Nobody no. ice you in the Navy? No. Fuck. Just drank, man. No time uh, for games. I guess you're right. It's probably a pretty lame thing to do in the military. Uh, I got iced a couple times. I've also iced was a this couple a college? times. Was this a college or baseball? Uh, college. Yeah, college. We used to do a lot of dumb things. <laughs> Man, college days. You should have seen the look on his face when he said <laughs> it was like a look of doom and gloom. Like you could tell there's a there's like, more to the story. Like there was a soundtrack playing in the yeah. background, like "Hello Darkness." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that one song. Oh fuck yeah! Hey, good times, but also some pretty bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of White Claw, uh, White Claw plus vodka slushies. Oh gosh, get shit mixed. Jesus, let's go. Hangover. 
maybe that's the next one we do. Oh, just kidding. I won't do that. Um, I won't do that to you. White Claw. So people are doing White Claw vodka. and vodka slushies. Jeez. Make a fucking slurpee out of that motherfucker. Damn. Did you imagine the alcohol percentage on that? Mm-mm. It's got to be in like the teens. <laughs> we might have to try this. We might have to. All right. We're doing it at some point. We, got some lot, point. we have a lot of beer to drink. Though. We have so much beer and I'm very thankful for all yes. of it, but we've got a lot of beer to get through. Maybe we just do that on the side. Yeah. No, but that I would think. be really fun. Yeah. Maybe we get one of those Bud Light lemonades. Mm. Yeah, might as like, well. Sounds like a fucking. Oof. Oh, that sounds bad. Sounds really bad. Um, one of the people that you and I looked up to growing up, Snoop Dogg. Snoop D O Double G. I didn't look up to that guy, but I actually got to see him live in concert once. Yes. Um, we seen him live uh, at uh, my wife and I. We had this little. Opportunity to see him live DJ. It was weirdest fucking thing ever. What do you mean? Oh, he was just DJing? Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And it's fucking Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's it. He's just DJing and he's playing some of his songs and mixing them. And that's it. It's like, I mean, obviously he didn't rap, but uh, I mean, he gets paid to DJ now. What or the he fuck? Was, he gets paid to breathe. Yeah. He just shows up and he's like, hey, yeah. here's a hundred grand. That's cool. Fuck, man. From, I, was, I was almost there. I was almost there. As a DJ? Like, yeah. Rapper? Both. <clears throat> Absolutely. 100%. You never heard me rap? Dude's still rocking. Yeah. You want to hear me right now? Nope. Okay, good. Because I wasn't going to. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Snoop Dogg. What okay. you got? He just had his national holiday pass. 420. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? Yeah. Just had his national, him and uh, Willie Nelson. Oh, yeah. National holidays. National treasures. They just had their holidays pass here on 420. Uh, so he is, I don't know if you've ever seen this wine. I know you're not a big wine guy, but they've got the coolest bottles. Uh, it's called 19 Crimes. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. You where, where you scan it and it, uh, you get the app and it shows like a little thing. So, are you of, talking about Black Mirror again? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know about this? Okay, no? go ahead. Okay. This is cool. Did I just, okay. Anyway. No, there's an app. I'll show you. We'll talk with him. He's partnered up with 19 Crimes. Yeah. And he's dropping his own wine. Come on. It's called... Snoop Cali Red. <laughs> but you got to say it like this. Snoop Cali Red. Dude gets his hand in everything. Almost like smoke blown out of your mouth. Snoop Cali Red. So, your boy's getting the wine game. I'm actually surprised it's taken him this long to do it. It's big. So, tell me about this scan. What? Uh, no, 19 Crimes has like a... It's a it's the it's like the old Prohibition style label, right? Yes. 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 You can download the app and scan it to the, the face and the guy comes alive. What? The label comes alive. I swear. I promise you. Fuck. That's cool. It's a thing. I kind of wish Weird. I yeah. knew that now. Selling selling tactic. <clears throat> um, okay. Jim Beam came out with their own coffee. And yes, what? it's got alcohol in it. Let's go. Just kidding. It does not. Oh, fuck. No. no but they... <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be nice. Like, hey, guys, you're going to get fucked up the today. Coffee. You're going to be going back to bed in a couple hours. So is it... Oh, go ahead. Is this... Uh, it's just Jim Beam just doing... Their coffee. Their coffee. Getting in on the billion Getting cups. Getting in of, on the billion of cups of coffee that sir. people go through probably per month. A lot of people are getting into coffee. I mean, uh, a lot of small craft yeah. craft coffees. Yeah. Yeah. People are like taking their coffee deal pretty seriously these days. Um, speaking of which, uh, what is it called? Like Delgona coffee? Mm, sure. 
I'm pretty sure I nailed that. If you could tell the confidence in my voice, uh, it's essentially like whipped coffee. Ooh, have you seen this? Nope, dude. Uh, it um, oh hold on, there's co- oh man, I got not as much as that. Uh, I got last one. What uh, as the last episode? Not as much bourbon. No, not as much. Somehow, some way, we made it happen. Uh, it's whipped coffee. Uh, never tried it. Seen it on Instagram like a madman. There's like so much of it going on right now. Um, Tell me about this. What, it just looks amazing. What you got? What is it? So apparently you just whip the shit out of it. Like it's black coffee whipped, but then it looks like peanut butter. Like the same. What? It looks like the same consistency and the same color as peanut butter. Are you putting the immersion blender or? Yeah, is, I think so. Okay. I think we, or like a little, little manual job there. Oh, like a, like you're beating eggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And you just beat it or whip it. <laughs> just beat it. Cue the music. Uh, and uh, yeah, they just whipped the shit out of this coffee it looks like you poured a bunch of things in it. Didn't. What? Yeah. That's the thing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, pretty much I destroyed the name of it. Don't know what it's really called. Delgona. Delgona. <laughs> so what do they do with it? They're, they're... They drink it. Wait. I'm so confused. <laughs> so this is a... Is this a coffee maker? No. It's this just a, a per- type of coffee, I guess. Okay. This is what they're calling... Like if you were to call it like a cappuccino or okay, okay. like whatever. I'm, I'm tracking now. Um... And again, I could be wrong, but it's essentially, it's whipped coffee. Gotta try this. Gotta try it. Gotta try it. I've seen it all over the place. It looks mm. delicious. I mean, I'm addicted to peanut butter, so automatically I'm going to think it looks delicious, but I've been told it, it is actually delicious. Okay. So. Let's do it. All right. And our second fan favorite segment of the day. Florida man, come on, Florida, come on, Florida. We that, talked a lot about Florida today. That right coast getting some love between Sarah dropping beers in her lap, and, Sarasota, and uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. There's a lot of Florida talk today. Yeah. A lot of Florida. Let's acknowledge the first place that's just bringing down the doors and saying coronavirus. What's that? What that? What the evangelist say? Uh, coronavirus. <laughs> Be gone. Blow you. <laughs> The, I will blow the wind of God, or whatever, dude. That people people hit us up in the DMs after that. They're like, "You should have warned me how terrifying that man was." Yes, like we probably should have, uh, but that would have ruined the surprise. Stacey, I'm telling you, when when he looks into the camera, my soul went cold for a couple it, minutes, dude. Takes it, takes it, dude. He believed he was gonna blow coronavirus. Stacy was actually Stacy from Reload Rub. Uh, she was mad at you for for promoting that that the rap guy. The oh yeah, she was pissed. She was like, "This is so addicting." Yeah, so addicting. Like she's I like, sing- I don't understand what he's saying, but I just I can't stop listening. <laughs> she's like, gonna yeah. sing the song the whole Walking day. Walking my life. Walking my life. Uh, so, all right, so flow to Maine. All Come right, on. this is this is pretty good. Homeless guy. Okay, I'm just gonna give you the rundown here. Homeless guy, I'm not reading like a headline. I'm just giving you the, the synopsis, all right? Uh, homeless guy spits on girl, and then dude dressed in a full-blown Easter bunny suit. Yes. Beats the living fuck out of this homeless guy who's spitting this girl, and then vanishes in the night. You don't mess around with the Easter bunny suit. Dude, some real-time, real-life Superman shit right there. Just coming in, like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Pop, 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 pop. See ya. Later. Deuces. The guy is Easter actually. Easter Bunny out. Yeah, Easter Bunny out. EB out. E Bun. E Buns <laughs> with a Z on the end. E Buns out. Uh, 
comes in, just dude, whoops the living fuck out of this dude. Um, dude, people say chivalry's dead. I argue it's not. <laughs> We're bringing back brews and chivalry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my Florida man. Uh, Superman shit coming in. Uh, I think I think the guy has since identified himself because obviously he shits everywhere, and he's probably got he want a little bit of that limelight. But yeah, this is a great recent? video. This but, is recent. Yeah, last year. Okay. Yeah, last year. Uh, again, Florida had their 2020 and 2019. There's a lot of fucked up stories coming out of Florida in 2019. Paving the way. But yeah, Superman, Easter Bunny collab, holla. All right, that's gonna be enough for me. Uh, I want more beer, so I'm gonna go do that. Paul, could you uh, could you take the rest of this? All right, guys, go ahead and follow us at Spencer Crixie Official. You can go ahead and follow me at Grill with Coda. Uh, we just recently launched a podcast profile at Potty Mouth Podcast. Uh, give us a follow there. Follow us there. Uh, it's still kind of up and running, getting the wheels going. Uh, be patient with us. We're having fun. Uh, once again, guys, you are the best. Thanks for tuning in. Spencer? Big hugs. Tiny, tiny little kisses.